when have we ever cared about how people take shit? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> I'm just modeling what this is the 2020 uniform, baby. What's happening? What's up? <laughs> hey, as long as it's not holding up free agency, man. I think that's that's awesome that they're, they're going forward with it. We kind of need that right now. All right, we're recording. So. What have we cared about when we start recording? Uh, <laughs> right. Every time. Alright, in in five, four, what are you doing? <laughs> are you doing are you gonna do some reveal? Why are you off again? Why not? Because this, this is video. We're putting this on YouTube. We're just gonna do a big reveal, man. Alright, cool. <laughs> in five, four, three, two, one. What's up there, Bears fans? Welcome back for another episode of The Tailgate Show on the Brawl Network. Coronavirus edition. That's right, COVID-19 edition. We are all sequestered far away from each other, practicing social distance, which is pretty much what podcasters and Bears fans do when there's no football anyway. So let's not get it twisted. Um, We have, of course, as always, our regular crew, B. Diddy, Brian Quinn, BQ. Quinn, I'm saying his name wrong, B. Quinn 34 on Twitter. We've got Air Jair, Jeremy Kramer, a.k.a. The Pony, a.k.a. The Ginger Unicorn. He is Air Jair 54 on Twitter, and it is, of course, myself, double A-A-A-R-O-N-T-O-R on Twitter. What's up, boys? How we feeling? Crazy times, man. Crazy times. It's, it's wild out there. Sarah, you're sequestered. We can see that you are very prepared. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're wearing tonight, Jared? Oh, this will be this is the uh, 2020 jersey, possibly. You know, nice. it's kind of long sleeved. You know, it does breathe a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, it keeps it repels dirt. It's pretty good. Tell it's us about the, the mask. It seems pretty unique. What's that? What's that about? Oh, it's very unique. It's kind of like your Bane mask, only. It's going to just take all that shit that's coming at you from, you know, Packer fans and just nice. deflect it. Nice. <laughs> so you feeling strong? You feeling like you feeling like you have a chance to make this roster? Strong like bull. Yes. Why number 19? Any particular oh. reason? It's just my favorite number with this coronavirus night. COVID-19. All right, COVID-19. Yeah. I heard you were going to be running the uh, COVID-2 defense. That's, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking I might. What you and now tonight, for XFL talk, just to piss Diddy off more. Yeah, yeah. XFL <laughs> talk. Oh, and COVID <laughs> killed the XFL. I think the XFL is the first uh, victim, the first victim of the COVID uh, coronavirus. What are you guys drinking? Anything? I'm just Uh, Evan Williams single barrel, man. I cracked open. I cracked open a little bit of the old Monkey Shoulder. Look at that. This can be our new sponsor, Monkey Shoulder blended scotch. Delicious. All joking aside, though, man, things are. I don't know how they are where you are, but northeast, man, things are a little wild. And uh, people just buying up everything and hope everybody heeds warning and just uh, stay safe, man. Because we're going to find out numbers that we – this is going to blow up. I mean, they, they said it could stay in your system five days, so. Yeah, it can incubate for up to two weeks. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. So for I mean, we don't want to. So. We don't want to bring everybody down. We know you're all tuned into this, and and um, you know, it's it's definitely affecting everybody's lives. So you know. Oh yeah, just stay you, safe out there. That's all. Stay safe. Listen to the authorities. This is absolutely not a flu. It's serious stuff. Um, you know, things are people's lives are being impacted, and uh, we need to think about the greater good. So stay out of the bars. Stay away from each other. You know, chill out, lay low, don't listen hoard to too podcast. much. Listen to podcasts. We thank God the NFL has decided to continue with the league year. The the uh, CBA was narrowly passed today. Um, a lot of players, I think, were very upset that um, <clears throat> over 500 players didn't even vote. Um, wow, pretty crazy. Um, you saw a lot of disgust on the part of former players and players online uh, talking about how these players didn't even vote. And the, the margin of passing was extremely slim, I think like 60 uh, votes. So, you know, it is what it is. Obviously, we're happy that they signed the deal. I don't think at the end of the day it's a too bad of a deal for the players. Um, you know, they certainly uh, are the, the, the high profile, higher paid players may feel differently. Uh, but especially in these uncertain times, I think it's better for the league to be able to go ahead and negotiate the next TV contract and, um, you know, just keep things rolling because, I mean, I mean for fans like us, it's good. I, I'm happy as hell that the uh, free agent frenzy starts tomorrow. We, we need a distraction right now. You know what I mean? The- yeah. I mean, we would be excited either way, but right now, especially now that there's like zero sports and they're talking about, uh, you know, there could be no sports for another couple of months. I mean, you know, there's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy um, with everything that's going down. I mean, they've, you know, they've basically, the CDC has basically said, do not gather in groups of more than 50 for the next couple of months. Uh, right. So pretty wild um you know we uh, again are very happy to um just have something to talk about and uh so already some of the signings have uh popped off you know you've seen uh the big deal to ryan Tannehill. you saw the um mccordy uh got re-signed by the patriots uh, matthew slater by the patriots um you know uh the tackle for the colts uh got signed to a, a pretty good sized deal um so yeah, so there's there's money already flying. Um, you know, deals are already getting made. Uh, of course, the big news with the Bears uh, that we haven't talked about since last time it happened is Danny Trevathan uh, signed an extension because he actually signed before he became a free agent, so it was technically an extension. Uh, we're going to have to see how it is structured, but uh, how do you guys feel about uh, looks like Danny T comes back and everyone's kind of just assuming, and it's probably rightfully so, that uh, – Kwiatkowski will not be back. I'm okay with it, man. I like Danny when when he's healthy. If he can play healthy, absolutely. There's no question. The guy's the guy's a beast. So I'm good with it. Uh, I think he he he's a leader on the defense. He he's the Mike when he's in. You know what I mean? He's so he's he's important to this defense. He plays at a he plays at a very high level when he when he plays. I know he's yeah, had injury that's issues. That's the whole trick of it, man. It that's, is. That's a lot of money to throw at a guy that's yeah, not he, played a but one full season. Right, but it's 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 the roll of dice, man. I mean, we could we could have signed Quit and he could have got hurt three weeks in. You you just never know. But I think I'm I'm happy we retain one of them. And Danny, I think is the more talented one at this point in their careers. So I'm good with it. I feel like you probably aren't gonna get that kind of deal for Quitkowski. As far as like the one that 
this being reported that Trevathan signed, you know, basically what seven million dollars a year, roughly it's twenty-one million, something like that. So, as far as on a money side, I think it's a good move to keep continuity, but I am concerned about his injury history. I I know he's great on the defense; he plays the position well. But you looked at last year; two of the best performances by the linebacker core was Nick Wachowski. So. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you're you're speaking truth. I would say that if you look at it, it doesn't surprise me. I kind of thought this is what would happen, um, mainly because you just, as I mentioned on another show, you just lost Samukamara. He was a team leader, um, you know, and I just didn't see them losing Danny also. And if you look at the body of their work, Danny has far more high-quality, high-level games than Kwiatkowski did. Yes, Kwiatkowski came in made a big splash in a contract year. Awesome. Awesome for him. The other thing that's cool about it is that Kwiatkowski leaves and we're in play for a comp pick on him. So, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I think it's very similar to Amos um, in, in, in some ways. Um, and I just think that at the end of the day, you know, Trevathan is. Oh, time out. There it is. Drink. At the end of the day, drink. Woohoo. <laughs> he is still a high-level linebacker. He's a leader. He's, uh, you know, a guy that is super well-liked on the team, great in the community, loves being a bear. You know, they did all that stuff with bringing his grandma to, to He's more paint. of a difference maker, man. End of the day. Right. You tell me who you'd rather have in the lineup. Danny, Danny has more of an impact. Right. Both healthy. You're going to pick Danny T every time. I mean, and I just think that the elbow injury is a fluky injury. That's not a knee. Oh, it's yeah. not a, like, I'm not worried about that that happening again. That's very fluky. You know, it was obvious. And, and I mean, hell, it's lucky that it wasn't more serious. When he did that, I was like, oh, my God. He broke everything in his elbow. Like, I thought it, it was, was ugly, yeah. yeah. It was hideous. So, um, if anything, you know, I think it's good. It's maybe a little more than maybe you'd like to spend, but... Uh, you know, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing back a guy that, uh, you know, has been a soldier for you. And this is a guy that's been here, you know, just like Akeem, you know, has been here through some lean years. And hopefully, you know, it pays off for him to be here for some better ones. We've got uh, Roy Rob back, too. Yep. Tender yep. Roy Rob. Tender Roy Rob. Now, it's I don't I don't believe that it's a situation where somebody else could match. Right. I mean, they would have to. Like, what, what would somebody have to do to take him away on that tender? I don't think well, – would they have to give up a pick or would they have to match the salary and give up a pick or something like that? How does that work? I don't know. So, essentially, he's at 3.4 for for one year. Um, that's cool. Uh, one thing I think that was kind of annoying, and I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I was kind of shocked was how low the cap came out at, 198 is low. I mean, it's yeah. it's the lowest increase that they've had in a while, which is surprising, um, especially because they are going to be expanding the rosters. Uh, so they're expanding the rosters to 55. Now, I'm not sure if that takes place in 2021. I believe that takes place with the 17th game. Um, so it's not immediate. Uh, but every minimum salary guy is getting a very substantial raise. So I saw reported today that it's going to be three or four million dollars just to pay those raises for your minimum salary guys. So 
you know, there were a lot of people talking about the cap being 200 already. And then with the new CBA, maybe going up another 10 on top of that, uh, it just didn't. So it puts the Bears in kind of a quandary. Um, Other thing that happened, which I think is interesting, is that they did change some of the rules in terms of how you can structure deals. Um, So there's a, you know, there was a rule about it. You could only sort of restructure 30% of the contract and, you know, converted into bonuses. So I think that that's, so that's changed. Now we're not capologists. You guys should follow, you know, Brad um, over the cap and Jason and all that kind of stuff. And, oh yes, he does have a calculator. So I take that back. (laughs) Brian Quinn has just announced his candidacy for capologist of the year. There we Uh, go. so check that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it should be interesting, you know, that with the with the uh, deal being signed, and um, you know, the the GMs feeling that they can uh, structure things and get people in um, with a low upfront money, you know, we're off to the races. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's time to time for time for stuff to start happening. Um, you know, the the other big thing that that kind of happened. Is Tannehill signing with the Titans? I think that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, at first, I kind of thought, "Wow, this is a lot of money to give to Tannehill." But then, as you look more closely at it, it's really a two-year deal um, with about forty-something million dollars. Uh, you know, seventeen point five the first year, I believe, like twenty-four the second year, and then um, it, the third year is only guaranteed for injury, and that that jumps up to twenty-nine million. Um, but the biggest part about that is that probably one of the most reported prime destinations for Brady, which was the Titans, is now off the table. And then we've also heard that the I don't know, is it? The Titans? I mean, yeah, I mean, you, do you think you could – I don't know how strapped they are financially, but could you still make a move for Brady if you wanted to, even with Tannehill on the roster? And spend sixty million dollars on two quarterbacks? That's no. true. It wouldn't make much sense. I mean, Brady wants thirty million dollars. I, I don't think that's likely. Um, but that's the deal, man. I'm, wow. I just, I, I don't, I can't believe it. Like, Tannehill. Contra- uh, yeah, on a contract year in the playoffs, he was not even average, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> this, it, he, a player that plays on a contract year is really trying. That, I think that's the, you saw his peak, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd invest, like, long-term into him. Well, one of the other things that, that came about with the CBA is that they can no – teams can no longer do a transition and a franchise tag. So, right, so what is that? Oh, that so okay, they put a the tender other. on them. So it's one or the other. So right. basically, um, you – you can they, – they now have the option of trying to sign Derrick Henry or – franchising him so they weren't i think there was a thought that they could franchise both of those guys uh at some point and they're not going to do that or transition tag one of them and franchise the other one so i mean you're relying heavily on your running back which could be a a, definitely a dangerous roll of the dice if if he goes down man now you tanner hill i I just don't think yeah he's i don't i don't find him as a difference maker either but no man I, i don't Hey, that's also the market now. I mean, it's the quarterback market. You're well, and that's what's for that's, yeah. That's I take him over, bitch, but he's not he's not setting the bar. He's right. just yeah. I mean, there were I just I'm you hoping know, they're t- working on the card trade right now. 
Titans fans would argue, I think, this, obviously, as people often get quite stupid about their quarterbacks, as we know as Bear fans. So they would tell you that, you know, that, that they won all these games because of him. But, I, you know, you can look at the games where Derrick Henry didn't go off, and those are the ones that they lost. I mean, there's games where the tight where Tannehill threw for 300 yards, but Derrick Henry was bottled up and... They didn't know what a franchise quarterback looks like there unless they just started watching like five years ago. Yeah. I mean, McNair was a franchise guy. Right. You know what I mean? They, they It's not like uh, – it's just different. You'd think they would have more of a sense of what a franchise quarterback looks like if they've been a fan for any amount of time. Right. It's just – I don't know. Hey. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that would be similar to us paying – Something similar to Mitch if he plays average this year, like, which I think I think we might end up being stuck with because I hope this car thing goes through, man. But I just don't, I don't see it. I, I don't either, but we can hope. Yeah, candles are lit. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I, I'd be hyped as hell, but I just don't. Dude, where I don't do you think? Where do you think our biggest needs lie? Quarterback. You know, man. After quarterback, everybody knows. Quarterback. Back. That's an easy one. Interior line. Yeah, I was looking at that. There's a couple of guys there that look pretty interesting. I know that uh, <clears throat> Kyle Long brought up Brandon Scherf from the Redskins, and I'd, I think yeah, he's Redskins, right? Yeah. He yeah, looks but, like a, they, but Brandon Scherf was tagged. Yep. Well, then that's that takes care of that problem. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Scherf got tagged. Um. Who else got tagged? There was a few other guys that got tagged, but that was the big one that I was watching. Um, you well, know, if you're in the sell-off and you're the Titans, Jack Conklin is a tackle. Could be a guy. Two yeah, years off an ACL. Guy. Could be a guy. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people have mentioned, just like uh, Bill Zimmerman mentioned, uh, Glasgow. Yep. Um, right. He's a guy... The Lions just cut a tackle as well. Um, I still think Jason, well, it's not interior, but you bring in a guy like Jason Peters, he could be a player-type coach, especially with his connections to Castillo. Right. On a one-year, I know he's old, but he's still, I mean, he's only been called for like, what was it, like seven holding calls in the last eight seasons. We had our left tackle call for six last season. Last one game. So I'm just. I mean, let's just be real. You know, a lot. Well, like, hey, we talked about it. You said like an Orlando Pace type thing, but I, I think Peters could be pretty solid for us up front for a pretty reasonable price at this point in his career. For sure. I I don't. I mean, he's old. Yeah. He's old. Oh, who does? Uh. Yeah. Who's blowing up your rotary phone, bro? (laughs) That was my. uh, That was one of my bosses. Oh. oh, it's all right. The wife or the one at work? <laughs> no, not the wife, the one at work. Uh, uh, I got to jump off for a second. All right. All right. Sorry for that little break there. Had to jump off real quick. Apologize for that. Um, we were just uh, continuing to talk a little bit about how um, the Tannehill deal shaped uh, the quarterback search. And then we had just gotten into um, talking about some offensive linemen uh, that might be available in uh, free agency that's, uh, you know, that's coming up. It's kind of funny, like I, 
you know, I think as all of us Bears fans have this kind of notion of what we'd like to have happen and then what we feel like really will happen, you know, and uh, it, it sucks to, I mean, I suppose all teams have this and maybe we're not special, but it part of me thinks like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to just feel like that the team was really just going for it? And I, I just don't, I don't know if that's really the case. I mean, I think as much as Bears fans want to believe that this is this make-or-break season and that Pace and Nagy are doing everything for their job, and I don't, I just don't believe that. Like, I just, I don't feel like the organization is this, is that unhappy with them? I don't feel like they're on the edge of being fired as much as everybody seems to think. And, you know, short of like a disastrous season, you know, 3-13 and 13 or, or worse, I don't really see any kind of huge changes coming. And the, the fear that I have is that they hired all these coaches and they're just going to try to coach up the guys they got. And there's going to be a certain amount of just run it back. You know, the other thing that, and nobody knows if this is real or not, but HaHa Clinton Dix had this kind of an odd comment on a post about some kid really liking him and, you know, how lucky he was to get to meet him or this, that, and the other, something, I don't know, something about a jersey, some kind of feel-good tweet. And he said, well, he's going to love the news that I have if he liked that. And everybody just kind of was like, what? Means he's coming back? Like, so... I was going to talk about safeties, too, because I'd rather see an enforcer opposite Eddie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what everybody <laughs> wants to see. I mean, that's what all Bears fans want to see. But you look at them bringing back Danny Trevathan. Okay, that tells you kind of where their mindset's at. Now you have HaHa Clinton-Dix, who's a guy that did not play badly. Like, you know, I, no matter how you slice it, I don't think that guy played badly. Now, no, we just had every, two of the same, really, though. Right. Everybody's biggest problem is that it felt like it made Eddie Jackson become somebody that we didn't want him to have to become. Now, they could see that, but they could also look at it and say, well, he became that because the defensive line was so bad, the pass rush suffered, the linebackers were hurt, and that just happened because that's what happens when you have guys getting into the second level routinely and you know, your safeties have to come up and make plays. And so, you know, I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. So you have to ask yourself, what is the market the Bears are really in for a safety? And so they have to say, okay, so if we're going to spend, let's say we're going to spend six, seven million dollars on a safety, that's probably what HaHa is going to get a year. Um, I don't think he gets more than that. So are they going to go out and find a guy who they know nothing really about there's never played in their system, doesn't know their culture, doesn't, you know, already get along with everybody, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Isn't like this great guy in the community necessarily. I mean, there might be guys who are or aren't, but you're, you're basically asking them to sign an unknown and discard a quality known. Right. And, you know, as much as we want to play plug and play with these guys, it doesn't necessarily work like that. I mean, there was a somebody put up, a, I think it was Jason OTC put up a tweet um, showing the biggest free agent signings in ever, basically average annual value. And it's pretty it's pretty bad. Like yeah. the, the list of guys, the largest, 10 largest contracts average per year by Jason OTC, Jason underscore OTC from over the cap. 
in free agency since 2016. Kirk Cousins, $28 million a year. It's going to Minnesota. <clears throat> Foles to Jacksonville, $22 million a year. That was a bust. Bradford to Arizona, $20 million a year. That was a bust. Osweiler to Houston, $18 million a year. That was a bust. Keenum to Denver, $18 million a year. Bust. Flowers to Detroit, $18 million. Pretty much a bust. I mean, he's not terrible. He's fine, but he's not playing up to $18 million. Like, there's no way. Olivier Vernon to the Giants, $17 million. Bust. Mosley to the Jets, $17 million. Pretty much a bust. Brown to Oakland, $16.5 million. I don't even know who that is. Like, Brown. I found, I found your boy on Skype, by the way. Oh, did you? He's, yeah, I don't think he could do it tonight, so it's fine. Whatever. Um, now he said, I guess he has his laptop or something. Uh, but literally, like, there's not, there's 10 guys on here, and the only one that's not a bust is Darius Smith by the Packers, 16.5. Who is the, I don't even know who the guy with Brown Oakland is. Does that even ring a bell for you guys? Yes. Brown. Who is it? Antonio Brown. Oh, okay. So, giant <laughs> flaming bust. <laughs> right. right. I, I'm not even thinking. I was just like, is it some, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> Antonio. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. Great bust. receiver, bad mental makeup. <laughs> right. But, I mean, yeah, like, whatever whatever happens. So, that's, I think, is at the end of the day, like, if the Bears really do re-sign high, it's, you know, because of that. It's a, it's a comfort factor. Yeah, we're not talking about spent, him being, uh, bringing in one of the highest paid guys on the market either. You, you got. I agree. Like, like Tony Jefferson, Von Bell, Carl Joseph, and Tavon Wilson were guys that I, I was hoping they would look into because they can all be the enforcer. I I want all those guys. I, I'd be happy with any one of them. I just feel like you look at how the Bears operate and, you know, you can just already see Pace saying, oh, we love his character. We love what he brings to the room. We love his leadership. Blah, 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 blah. Like, and this defense is firing all cylinders, so it's great to have that enforcer back there. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're not. I'm not going to argue with you about what you most. Think about players... the safety purgatory we had for years, where it was just like we don't have one. Then we had Amos, and then it was like, okay, we've got one. And then we drafted Eddie, who was a perfect complement. Yeah. You know, we had that, and then, that thumper and that center fielder. It, it, it's part of being a, a successful defense. This is the hard part. You've got to make these decisions on guys. You know. Yeah, and th- this is what happens when you've got a good defense. So that that's really a good thing, I think. Yeah, it is. But I think like if we, when you're not healthy, it, it's definitely it's definitely more of a benefit to have a thumper back there. Do you know what I mean? If you have if you have another guy that's more of a coverage guy, which sometimes Ha struggles with that, but it just it exposes him more. Now I think with a guy that can get down and, and create pressure and is a solid tackler. I just think it's, it's it, this is the way this defense was set up under Fangio. Definitely. I don't know if just it, it might be Pagano wants more of a finesse guy back there. Who knows? Who knows what the coach is thinking? But like for me, I'd rather see a thumper. Yeah. I, I and we don't know. Maybe the, maybe that ha ha tweet means nothing, but I kind of think it, I mean, we're going to find out shortly. Yeah, I'm going to find out very shortly. Some other things that happened today, the Ravens acquired Calais Campbell from the Jaguars for a fifth-round pick. That's pretty sick. <laughs> like, yeah, take <laughs> that. that. 
wow, like, could, why can't, I wish we could have done something like that. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Colts, we talked about Costanzo. Uh, Texans re-signed uh, Bradley Roby to a three-year, $36 million deal. Sheesh. They like them apples. Um, that's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, you know, kind of shows you where the cornerback market is headed. Um, do you think, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get to this to some degree, but do you think there's, do you think the Bears go out and get another corner? I don't, I don't see them getting a, another corner in free. I don't either. Unless no, it's just a I mean, one-year veteran at a reasonable offer. Right. At, Maybe somebody got, gets cut at a camp and. You know, yeah. That's a if, pretty packed room with of bodies. I just don't know if they're, what the talent is, you know. With Prince yeah. being gone, that's going to create an issue. I mean, you're really, you're really basically saying that it's it's Tolliver's time. And yeah. there were lots of times last season where I was like, I wish Tolliver would come in and replace him with Kamara. So I don't want to say lots. But I like were, Tolliver. There were a yeah. few key moments where I felt like, boy, I sure wish they would give Tolliver a shot because. Amukamara is struggling right now, and I, mean, I feel like he was getting a veteran respect by them leaving him in. The best help you can give a cornerback is a great pass rush. We have right. that on one side. Right. The other well, side, meh. Right. Well, and that's the thing is that, you know, and, and, and you know, the he two creates most, pressures. Right. The two most uh, freaking, you know, uh, polarizing people on the Bears are Floyd and you know, uh, damn Mitch. Mitch. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's Aww. just like, it, you know, I, I've been going at it, you know, uh, with the, with the Floyd apologists, you know, cause we got a lot of them on the brawl network and our bears, uh, podcast family, uh, Mike Brez and, oh, he's uh, an edge setter. They're, Raul yeah. and all these things, all these mysterious things that only the most trained eye can tell what he does <laughs> you know like nobody only a fool only a sack counter would think that floyd isn't good you know and this that and the other and it's like he gets pushed he gets pushed out to the edge so they think he sets it yeah like there was <laughs> they were put somebody put up a play where where you know he he does like a stunt and and makes uh makes you know they say he makes aaron Rodgers throw a bad ball that kwiatkowski should have should have picked off and it's like like one just, time he got within five feet of a quarterback, so that was a pressure. Yeah, I mean, you know, they talk about Mitch and his almost interceptions. Well, Leonard Floyd's the king of the almost pressure, the right. almost sack, the so almost that. Yeah, like, and sure, he plays great against the Packers, but, I mean, the guy plays 14 other games. Yeah. And he steps up once in a while on a big stage once in a while. But, like, I, when I watched him live, I had a pretty good view of what was going on. And, like, he he's just happy to, like, once he gets to that offensive lineman kind of blocking him, he's just happy just to sit there. Like, yeah, there, there, ha- there's times where he just doesn't show the effort you'd like to see on every he's play. Not, he's not physically – he doesn't have a whole lot of weight to him, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't bring – what is he, 220 soaking wet maybe, 230? I mean, he's I still mean, young. He still – he does have skills. So, I mean, I don't I – don't, uh, if they restructure him, I think the 13.2 is a little steep. Hopefully they restructure that to something more reasonable. But I think I think he can still he's the kind of guy that you still might see improvement out of. He's still fairly young. Yeah. I just I just don't want a guy that you have to convert to some weird hybrid to like get this phantom production out of. Like yeah. I, I want a guy that like 
you know, you just know come in, comes in and like crushes the damn passer. Like, but, and but there's we had talk about bringing Clowney in. There's a guy who came in and didn't like light the world on fire at first. It took a it took a while. Like, so I, I think on on as far as a pass rusher at at his age, I, I think he still may have potential. I mean, just because I don't think we're going anywhere else, I gotta look at the positive side here. Yeah. I think he may be able to still step up a little bit. You know, yeah, I mean uh, that's another thing that a lot of Bears fans would love to see. There's a lot of Floyd, uh, a lot of Floyd haters out there. Uh, I wanted, I'm not, I'll, and I'm not a hater. I I still think he's a he's a, not a terrible player. There's not right. a lot of times where I say that you know, oh wow, he really got beat there. Or, oh, you know, he's really out of position. Or oh, what the hell is he doing? I want to call him a liability. No, right. but but for being the pick that he is, and you're talking about 13 yeah. million, like he has just, stuff to that. Be a difference maker. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can't be a difference maker when when Khalil Mack comes around, I mean, everybody else's game raised when Khalil Mack got on that team. Except yeah, for we were sold. A, we were sold a generational pass rusher in a sense. Like that's what we thought. Well, that's what we thought we were getting. Like this guy sold a guy drafted. This dude's going to be killing quarterback. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you know, we've probably beaten this to death, but you know, it's another guy that he traded up for, and just had to have. Yes. You know, and that's his thing is like get tunnel vision about a guy. This was a guy we drafted in the fourth round. We'd be okay with it. Absolutely, you would be like, this guy's amazing. You know, we're talking about you know the maybe oh wow he's gonna get a raise to eight nine ten million dollars. Love it. But the reality is is that you don't find quality pass rushers in those rounds. I mean, the number of guys that you really find that end up being like top pass rushers beyond the second round is rare. I mean, even yeah, though- and you got. I'm not a pace apologist, but I, I will say, in, in my opinion, pass rushers one of the hardest things to gauge coming out of college. Oh, absolutely. You, you yeah. think these guys are going to turn out to be beasts, and sometimes it's like, whoa, NFL is a different ball game. You know what I mean? Like Vernon Goldson, remember him? Yeah. Pass yeah. rushers are very hard to predict. Looked the part. Was fast, didn't do shit. Remember Spellman for us, Mr. Mr. Point zero two body fat? Yeah. Well, and that's the other (laughs) thing is that no matter who you're timing, a first-round draft pick is a 50-50 proposition no matter what. I think that number goes down with a pass rusher, though. uh, Probably. I don't know the stats on it, but I would say that, like, you also just never know with guys what's going to happen when they get that money. I mean, sure. you know, like it, it just are they going to be the type of person that gets hungrier and wants to be better and earn that next contract? Or are they just going to chill out? And now that they don't have anybody, you know, checking for them all the time and breathing down their neck and making sure they go to class and, you know, all this stuff like they have in college, are they just going to flake off, you know, and just be a be a loser and play video games all the time and. You know, and be on Instagram. <clears throat> you know, I mean, we got a, we got, we got a lot of receivers and skill position guys that are professionals at Instagram. I'll tell you what, but uh, I don't know, how, I don't know if they're professionals in any damn else. You know, anything else? I mean, that, I, mean I found you can it. Find a sideline there, you're good. Yeah, exactly. Like our boy uh, Tariq Cohen's more worried about his Twitch gaming career right now than anything else. And it's, you know, it's like I, I'll take that over him being out and being in trouble and whatever, but the same time like it's just you know sometimes it kind of rubs you the wrong way like javon wims had a weird tweet after the nba got postponed and it was like whoa they canceled the nba huh dot 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 like in a little smirky face it's like what are you hoping they cancel the nfl dude like what (laughs) 
Like, you just want to, you don't want to play? Like, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I mean, I don't like to, you know, I don't read too much into, like, cryptic tweets. But I, I tell you, I'm not, <laughs> I've said this before, I'm not feeling super confident about our receiving core. You know, I don't. Just going to bring that up, man. Yep. Yeah. Like, I, I really think they need to. They obviously need to draft somebody because there's a lot of receivers in this draft, but I really feel like they need to get an Albert Wilson or somebody like that to replace Taylor Gabriel, you know, because I just, I don't trust, I don't trust anybody but A-Rob. Yeah, unfortunately we don't have the cap space, but a guy that is familiar with Nagy's system, Sammy Watkins, is going to be available. I think he's going to be too pricey for us, though. Um, Oh, absolutely. But him or Albert Wilson would be good. I, I I was looking at like replacements for Gabriel, man. We don't have a field, we don't have a true guy that can stress the field. Like if we do get a quarterback in here that can actually throw throw something deep and not like not be too scared for lack of a better so, term to do it. Like I feel like a I don't know, Philip Dorsett he really hasn't lived up to his hype yet, but he's very fast. Um Robbie Anderson from the Jets too might be another guy. He he's pretty tall. Yeah, but they speed. they reported they reported that they're working on a long term deal. Are they really with him? I thought I yeah. thought they were I thought they were happy with him. No, the last thing that I read about him was that they're they're working reportedly working on a long term contract. And he, okay, because he was another guy that I, I didn't realize that, but he was another guy I was looking at he's, this. He's good. I mean, I, he kind of reminds me more of a Rob though. He's a little bit more of like a, a possession guy. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty fast though. He is. He is. I mean, it's hard to tell. Like. You know, you, you playing. He's a guy that's not playing with a great quarterback either. You know what I mean? Like right. you know, nobody, nobody outside of New York thinks that Darnold's worth a shit. Like so, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying that. I, I just feel like Albert Wilson would be the perfect guy because I don't think he's gonna be. I that think much we've been there player. before. This was wasn't that the debate whether it was gonna be Albert Wilson and Gabriel. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think Albert Wilson really replaces Gabriel speed wise. I think Albert Wilson is something that like Miller should be for us. Right, but I do think that Albert Wilson's a guy that that can be in the right spot at the right time. Right, and and that's what you want. You know, he's a guy that I think is bigger than Gabriel, has a little more size, is not going to get knocked off his route, and he's going to be where you need him to be. He's taller. Um, he's not super tall, but he's taller than Gabriel, so I think he's going to he can be a guy. That's you know, and and only, I think he can. He'll are, only we talking, be are we talking Mitch Stan right now, or getting a guy in here? I'm talking about whoever's here. I mean, even if we get Derek Carr, Derek Carr is not some deep ball yeah, monster. Derek, Derek Carr would I mean, like, he's going to – but at the end of the day, or drink, he's going to sit down and find a way to hit, you know, these guys when they're open deep in the seam on a on a Drinking on Derek Carr, I wasn't here for the, the end of the day. You no, know, we're drinking on end of the day, at the end of the day, every time I say at the end of the day. That's Jerry's drinking game. Oh, I'm going to have to fill up then, man. Yeah, it's going to be a long I'll be, I'll be show. Right back. But I'm just saying, like, I don't – I'm not really feeling like that no matter what quarterback they bring in, it's going to be some deep ball specialist. I mean – No, we, they're few and far between, man. I mean, that's why you right. you get generational guys like, you know, I hate to say Aaron Rodgers. Yep. You know, yeah. he throws a beautiful deep ball and it just drops. Right. He can drop in the bucket. And you saw a couple of times Dak Prescott could drop a ball in a bucket, you know. Mm-hmm. He did that against us and the game receiver didn't hold on to it. 
Right. Well, thank God. Yeah, thank God for sure. I mean, you, that's another thing that you know people are talking about. Uh, why did Dick, Dak Prescott, you know, why Dak Prescott is not signed and Tannehill signed and whatever? Part of the reason is because Dak got a huge offer and turned it down reportedly. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's true. Crazy. I don't know what the truth is. You know, Dak really turning down thirty million dollars. But the, the the results of the CBA is going to be that they they also are going to be in a pinch right now, just like the Titans are, whereas they thought they might have been able to franchise Cooper and Dak no yep. more. No more. So, you have to make a decision on that. Yeah. So and if they if they franchise Dak and let Cooper hit the open market, I mean Cooper's gonna. Next you know, our boy, uh, friend of the Brawl Network, uh, Sam Whitey, was was talking about it today, on uh, on TV, and he was saying, you know, that's that's a that's a worry. You know, uh, Cooper could really command a lot of money um, on the open market, and you know, if if uh, he brought up the Patriots, if the Patri- if Brady goes back to the Patriots, and you know. Then they could be, you know, sign a guy like Cooper. I mean, that's pretty Wouldn't nasty. Be hilarious to get Carr, Cooper, Mac, all in Chicago. Tom's Tom's <laughs> a lot to take on, man. Like he's got that that TB12 guy, that trainer that he wants walking around with him at the games. Now he's starting that production company where he's supposed to be filming himself. Like I don't know, I don't know if he's gonna be sure. able to film himself around Bill. But like you, you're taking on a lot. This is a guy that doesn't show up to the um, voluntary workouts. He stays at home. You know yeah. what I mean? He, he's accustomed to these things. So if he has to come in and learn a new offense and grind it out, and I, I don't know if he's at that place in his career. So well, I, I can't see him. I can't see him leaving New England. I don't know if it's true, but the the report is that New England's only going to offer him a one year deal now. So that's it. But you're right. I mean, you got to look at it. That, you know, and a lot of people are kind of saying on Twitter, like, what is going on with the market for Brady? But I think you hit it right on the head there is that you're not just you're getting Brady, but you're also getting old Brady. You're also getting somewhat diminished Brady. You're getting the full thing with Brady. And, and you think that Brady's going to have patience for things not going well? Like, no. I mean, he's. <laughs> He's going to be a bitch, and he's not going to have Robert Kraft to, like, you know, uh, wipe his ass and and Belichick to you know, make, make everything okay for everybody. And, and out of the teams know. left, the only coach I could see that could really put him in his place is Gruden. I mean, who else is he going to, like, go in and right. respect? Right. I mean, people are mentioning the Colts still, which I just don't see. Like, I, I, I really don't. I, can I, don't see I don't know if Wright could rein him in like that. I think Gruden could. Right. I, yeah, I don't think Reich is – no, I don't think Reich – I mean, think he's a only, good coach, but I just don't right. think he's – you know, Brady's a guy that's done it all, basically. Like, he might respect Gruden, but oh, – But they're probably – they're as better equipped than Oakland with their offensive line and their skill positions like T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, it's just the dynamic between the coach and the player. Like. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, he's kind to, of a dick, dude. Yeah, absolutely. He's, <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a prima donna. You know what I mean? He's sort of most good that. quarterbacks are. Oh, right. he's, a, he's, I mean, a, yes. he's 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 a goat. One, one of the he's, greatest, yeah. if not the greatest. Yeah. Um, but I just, I mean, I just want to see it because, like, I want to see him away from Belichick, and I want to see Belichick because I want, to see it away from I want him. a car. 
Well, yeah. I, mean, I would love to see him obviously go to the Raiders. That's my best case scenario is he goes to the Raiders. The Raiders feel like they now have to trade Carr. All we have to send them at most is a second-round pick, and that's it. I mean, that would be amazing. One Raider fan told me they'd take Mitch in a third. <laughs> I was just about to call Yeah, pace, I man. mean, the, 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 amount of, the amount of Raider fans that hate Carr is wild to me, but you know how it goes. People oh, sound around. Oh, it's the same situation as we have. Like some of them, they have their like Derek Carr marks, and like they're they're mad at the people that are the Derek yeah. Carr stands. And it's, it's, it's hard wild. to say. I wonder. I wonder if 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 the exact same scenario, the record, the the production, all that stuff. If Carr was did that for the Bears, would would we be as polarized over him as they are? Or oh, because we, we have the like, defense to that that kind of production would be perfect. No, I know, but let's say that you just you just the the Raiders are the Bears. Like let's just put it out, you know, like All essentially right. exactly the same scenario happens, the same records, et cetera, et cetera. Would Bears fans say we've got a great quarterback that we haven't put anything around, or would I just find it weird that Raiders I think fans we are, would. I don't know, like. Would we? I just, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah, I don't because watch. like, look how, look what we did for Cutler, man. Like, I think Carr, Carr's less of a liability than than Cuddy. Like, he doesn't I'm throw as many I picks. Think, I think Bears fans would still love Carr. I don't think Bears fans would be. No, I th- right. We would make excuses. Right, and I, and it's weird. To, and I know there are a lot of Raiders fans that still like Carr quite a bit, but I just feel like there's, it seems like there's far more that are ready to move on from him. And and when you factor in how friendly his contract is and all that, it's just like really, like. I don't see why that's a problem. The only like, negative is that people keep throwing out there is the cold weather. Players can adjust to that. It's not his fault. That's garbage. Like, yeah. If Khalil Mack never played in the cold, like, come on. You know, yeah, who, it warming. Who it's not like this football. is like. It's like they're not yeah. playing college football in January. Most of the are, season's it's pretty tolerable now. Yeah. It's not like it used to be. <laughs> that Bears are playing so many teams in domes. I mean, like, you're not really going to. You're not really going to have that many cold weather games. I mean, it's just not. It's just a stupid, lazy, you know, like take. <laughs> it's just, yeah. uh, you know, and I, 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 you know, guys can adjust. I mean, and it's not like it, it, at the end of the day, like here it is. At the end of the day, <laughs> you you <laughs> aren't. You don't find these quarterbacks in these modern offenses that do particularly well when it's freezing cold. Like. <laughs> You just don't. Like, there's not these modern offenses that function super well in frigid-ass temperatures. Nobody. Well, good thing we're not doing it on, you know, because I'd be, I'd be drunk. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be all over. I'd be all over. <laughs> yeah. You'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be resuscitating you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, any other receivers out that you guys are interested in uh, in free agency? I, I mean, there's there. I named the guys I, I named just because I, I'm looking for a replacement for Gabriel. Like, I, I think that if you bring in a guy like Derek Carr, we're really going to see the talent we have and the potential we have in these guys. I, I don't think it's it, – it, unfortunately, it's not a fair assessment on the receivers or the tight ends with Mitch in there playing the way he played last season, in my opinion. Like, if you bring in a guy – I think Carr is a guy not necessarily that's going to – help guys take like leaps and bounds in their career but i think he's a guy that could definitely he, he's a he's a 
way better quarterback, and I think that you would actually see the potential of a guy like Miller because even if he doesn't run his route, Carr's going to throw the ball to where he is. The guy's getting open, man. You know what I mean? Even when he – the excuses where he wasn't running the perfect route, but, like, one of those those mishaps, Miller did get open after the play broke down, and, and Mitch just missed them. And I think you got to – and a guy like Carr, he's going to be able to hit guys if they're open, even if they're off their routes. You don't get a 70% completion percentage by sucking. Like, no. I'm sorry. Like, that no. is not a fake stat. No. <laughs> and, and people want to tell me, oh, it's all behind the, you know, near the line of scrimmage. I'm like, so what? Most like, of our offense is at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, as I've said, like, hit this, the is, it, this is a quarterback-friendly right. offense. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> a quarterback-friendly league. It's time. We need right. a quarterback like, to step up. You know, I mean, you said it. We've said this a lot. We've beat it to death. Right. The answers all start happening this week. 65% Finally. is the baseline, like, anymore, you know? Like, it, it, anything less than, like, 63 and you suck, like, in the league right now. Like, sorry, you know, it, it, it just is what it is, you know? And you got a guy in car that I feel like can release the ball quicker, and what does that do for your O-line? Right. Yep. He, can, he can make decisions quicker, and he can release the ball quicker. Right. I just, I, I just, I cannot, it, for the life of me, and Bears, I've run into the Bears fans that just arbitrarily say, I don't like Carr. And it's like, what don't you like about 90, 98.7 passer rating, a 70% completion, and over 4,000 yards passing? What is not to like about that? And he, we would he, die he, over that. He's an athletic dude, too. I'm, I'm not saying Absolutely. he's as fast as Mitch. He can move, though. He can move, and he's smart with it. Like, he does it when he needs to. He doesn't need it. He's not, like, trying to spin away and be a hero all the time. His mechanics are much cleaner. He, he's more – he, he can read a defense. There's no – yeah, it's not even a it's question. Not, yeah, it's not even a question. He's, and, he's, and he's better than Dalton, too. I mean, you know, yes. so it's like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I put it out there. Yeah, that the next smoke thing, kind of went away, didn't it? The Dalton smoke. Well, that's what a lot of people are, are sort of uh, – you know, theorizing is that perhaps that was all just to throw to, them off the scent. Yeah. Yeah. Or to kind of make the Raiders think, well, I guess they're not that interested, you know, or, or what we're asking is too high. They, they're definitely going in a different direction. Um, you know, it, it's oh, quite possible. Like car, I'll, I'll order the Jersey as soon as they release them. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, bro. Are you kidding me? I mean, you've got a guy that's on basically a three-year deal. They could restructure it, give him, make some of that money guaranteed, and he could be like ten million dollars a year. Like, it's a different he, kind of fire with Carr. Like I've watched him. Like, it's not like, hey guys, let's go get him. Up, up a nice boy. Like, right. Uh, people like, want to give him crap because he's like a Christian and like does like sermons on the weekends, and it's like that's cool, him. man. I'm better. That's better off than you know, like brunching with some, you know, CrossFit hoe, like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cars, cars got kids and bro, you know, like, oh, like brunching with some Florida State chick. Oh up, like, wow, bro! Frat trains run on her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Oh my bro. god! I need, I need a drink just because. Coming in hot. <laughs> At the end of the day, a thought is a thought, and she a thought. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Yowchie. 
But shout out to Raul too, man, for recommending this. Very smooth. Tell them more. Tell them more is is the is the business. Yeah, it's not bad. So I put it out there that uh, does anybody want to come on and talk to the show? We have one person hit us up, uh, Juan, but we couldn't get the Skype connection going. There's another one that hit us up. You want to just uh, call for want to call for shits and giggles and see how it plays out? Yes. <laughs> yeah, call him. See what Absolutely. Because he, he, he did he did view the one the one like event well, here. Well, well, there's another guy that that also responded, but call Juan, see what he says. Let's 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 uh, let's have some fun. At Juan Cheers. You might know him as the host of Point of Discussion, uh, and he does his POD in 60, where he breaks down some news events for us on the Brawl Network, does some videos. He's also very uh, wants to show us all his various uh, beer-drinking uh, prowess that he engages in. He's he a Bears, just one. Bears fan that moved up to Milwaukee, so he's living in, in the intro. We don't know if he's territory. Pick up. <laughs> I'm just building it up. I don't even know if he's going to answer. Uh, <laughs> but in case you didn't know Juan, he's he's one of our brawl family, he, and he does it big. <laughs> there <you go. laughs> Let's see if he answers. He probably won't. Do 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 do. Do-do-do-do. Not happening, boys. I don't think so. That is one phone call. That is oh, one well, that would be one to grow on. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a hot taker? Well, there's another guy, Bears in Espanol. Bears Mexi. So there's a Latino flavor to people that are that are Sweet. responding to our to – our, uh, <laughs> So I'm waiting to see what his Skype is, so maybe we'll bring him on in a minute. Right. Uh, but but uh, our one of our best uh, Twitter pals out there in Bears Twitter named aptly as one of the best Twitter handle names in the business, Ida Ditka, uh, <laughs> is is has has been putting up some some good questions about basically what do you want the Bears to do uh, in free agency? Um, you know, like just kind of lay it out, you know, and what they would do. And this is what I said. So I said you trade for Carr, restructure the deal at ten million. Resign Floyd, four years, forty million. Sign Glasgow, four years, forty million. Sign Ebron, three years, twenty million. Sign Frank Gore, two years, five million. Sign Albert Wilson, two years, ten million. Resign KPL and the broken legs, man. Holtz, huh? A lot of broken legs. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ebron broke his, did he not? And same with uh, Gore. Twice. Okay, but Gore has been healthy and durable. He's also he's not young, but I get I get where you're at though. I'm just saying I I wouldn't mind seeing like I mean I just I you know I just want a guy who gets you a tough yard. I mean, yes. Well, we missed that. Yeah. You missed that. that. Missed that. Yes. Um, and then so re-sign KPL, Nick Williams, Holtz, and then cut Shaheen. Broniker, uh, cut. Yeah, that's, I've heard some else. things about that, too. Yeah. That's kind of got me. Yeah, there's some, you know, might be some interesting things about Broniker coming up. Uh, and then my surprise cut is Pat O'Donnell and Scales. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know how all that money works, but I do say, I do know that they're going to backload a lot of stuff. I mean, because I think. To. They, I think that the the cap is is going to go up quite a bit in 2021. That's what everybody feels like is going to happen. So they're gonna they're gonna put the uh, 
funny money action into play and, and backload these deals, um, you know, to get that done. Now, I think, is this... like I said, you have to, though. That's that's the cards yeah. we've been dealt because we're at the end of the Trubisky contract. And now, like I said, the main question is, where do we go? I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see it. And I think if you do the Derek Carr deal, you buy your, you buy yourself so much time. You buy yourself more time to build around Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And the thing about Carr is that he's, he's cuttable. I mean, yeah, I want him to, I would like them to, to basically, you know, uh, restructure and get his number down. But even if you don't, let's say he comes in and he's 19 million. Right. So what? Like, exactly. I mean, I think at that point you kind of have to find somebody to take Mitch off your hands. Um, cause I just, I don't think you want Mitch around in that scenario. I wouldn't think so either. I think he would probably go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, I just feel like at that point, like, do you really want him hanging around and the Mitch stands being around and, you know, him looking all sad on the sideline and everything? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, oh. hey. He's back, folks. He turned his hat around. On the production side, I heard we have. I convinced him he was in bed, and I said, "Bro, I got to work tomorrow too." So he said, "Maybe like ten minutes." So. Oh, we get ten minutes of one. No, he said maybe in ten minutes. So I'm thinking like. All right. The only sporting event I can think of that's actually happened this weekend is, is, uh, dude, (laughs) Biden versus Bernie. I was relegated Saturday politics. to watching six, whatever, six nations rugby. It's like, whoa, bro. See, I, I'll play my place. That's rough, before. bro. I'll play some NBA 2K. I'll play some Madden. Like, I can get my sports in. I'm good. Yeah, people are going through it. I mean, it's Twitter's been a weird place. Everybody's putting up some bizarre polls and some... TV, some weird TV show talk. <laughs> I just saw Braggs. You come up with a little fire. I'm like, okay, yeah, sports. Yo, Bra- <laughs> Braggs, Braggs, Braggs basically has, has nothing to do now that the March Madness is canceled and right. his Boilermakers are are not playing any basketball. Uh, so he just hard. he just came in with the full clip. Uh, no, fans in, no fans he's in wrong. the stands right now. Good for yeah. him. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, he's got to reestablish himself as being, you know, a truther. Because I think. No, I, you know, he's a he's a genuine dude, though. I think he just feels it. And I, I don't have a problem. We're going to have two sides of the fan base. I think ultimately we all want to see this team get better. And if it's Mitch, like. As as much as it pains me to say this, I, I get behind him and hope he becomes it's, better. I don't see it, but of course we all want it, man. It but is like, so sad that we have it's every show. It's Mitch, you know. It's just like it's. Well, Mitch. no, I but don't. That's really that. where we're at, though. It's bro. The most important core, position on the team is the QB. Yep. Like end of the day, everything flows through him. He's Great. the point guard oh, of our. No, office. no, no. And then, what? Why can't we drink for him? It's got to be you. <laughs> I'll no, drink no. for it, bro. Salute. <laughs> All right, whatever. Which is wild, because, like, end of the day. We should just name the podcast End of the Day. (laughs) I think you're just looking for an excuse to get drunk now, which I'm cool with. Bro, bars are closing here, so, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Ohio, Illinois. No bar room to chill in. 
Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> They're closing down bathrooms too. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, wait, is, is, Yowza. Is, whoa, is Swan on? No, JCG5000? Who's that? Who's JCG5000? Oh, he's not here. He's involved. I know, in but what is that? Did you add him? Sure. I don't know. Let's see. Is he coming on? Come on. Come on, Juan. This is... Did you ring him? Uh, I rang him. All right, ring him. We're not going to say... Riveting for, TV and about <laughs> I, I just hope the moves are made to, to make this team better, man. Yeah, I don't see us doing a lot end of the day. You got me saying. Oh! Oh, no shit! Oh, oh, oh shit! It's one! one Hey, bro, Juan you missed it. <laughs> okay. What's up, folks? What, coming now. Oh, my coronavirus. This is the new uniform for 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, are you guys, uh, how are you guys doing? We're Good doing man. well. Right, Welcome so. to the show. Uh, everybody, this yeah. is uh, Juan yeah. Gutierrez Jr. Uh, from the Point of Discussion podcast and live and direct from enemy territory in Milwaukee where uh, he's hoping that they don't close the bars like they're about to do in Chicago. What's going on, Juan? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, thanks for having me. I was actually already in bed. Um, well, well gosh, wake the fuck bed, up. <laughs> Good friend Brian here decided to call me, so I, you know, I, here I am. And, yeah, no, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Um, so, Juan, it's time right now. Now is your chance on the eve of free agency to give us Juan's dream scenario. What's going to happen tomorrow for the Bears? If if Juan was in charge, what moves are you making? And how is it shaking out tomorrow uh, for, for, you know, run us down the moves that Juan Gutierrez Jr., GM of the Bears, would make? <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing that we need, obviously, right now is a uh, – we need a quarterback. You know, we need someone who can, you know, drive the offense, um, you know, during the season. So I think that's, that's probably what they should go for uh, at the moment. You know, that should be their priority. So Who's you know, your my, guy? Oh, man. My dream guy at the moment right now, I'm going to have to say Derek Carr. Nice. That's our nice. dude. That's, that's why we love him. Welcome to the tailgate. He just seems like the only, he just to me at least, like, this is just my just my thought, but he seems he seems like the only plausible uh, you know candidate I think in my opinion at this point who could really come in, um, you know someone that Mitch could you know kind of train behind and, and get out there and I don't know I I could see it I could see it happening so that that's who I'm going with. Uh, who, else you th- who else you think they need to they pick they should pick up you know I mean obviously Derek Carr would have to be somebody that we trade for so let's say we're giving up a second round pick but anybody else in free agency you think the Bears are gonna go out and get? Oh man I you know I at this point uh, I'd have to uh, think you know, out of out of plain memory but I just there's so many names floating around. Mm-hmm. Um, just difficult for me to just sit here and just say, you know, oh yeah, they have to go after this person or this person. 
who's your who's your next who's your next dream target? Do you want a tight end? You 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 Austin Hooper guy? You think they're gonna spend the big money on the top tight end no. of, the, of the market? I did like I did like Austin Hooper. There was another guy I liked um, earlier earlier on that I was I was really adamant about. Um, but yeah, Austin Hooper definitely. Um, he's another guy that I could you know I could, I would welcome welcome into the Windy City. But like I said, you know, there's just so many options out there, and it's just so hard to you know to just pinpoint one person specifically. But for me, I got you know. I, what are you gonna do if you wake up tomorrow and the moves are? Uh, the Bears have signed Eric Ebron, and the Bears have signed uh, Joe Schmo, offensive guard, journeyman, for $4 million. And the Bears have uh, basically done a whole lot of blah, 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 and Mitch is our guy, and we're bringing in Case Keenum or Andy Dalton uh, as a backup or as a competition are you gonna be all right? Are you gonna handle that? What are you gonna do if if well, ten? That's if, what I'm gonna do. <laughs> if ten god, if the ten god is under center for the Bears again, are you gonna be able to live with that? Well, here's here's the thing. All right, I I have been, and you know I'm sure you guys know this, but I've been an adamant supporter of, um, you know, of Mitch, you know, Mitch Trubisky. I haven't lost faith quite, you know, just yet. But if if he's the guy. You know, and if if a scenario like that were to happen, um, I mean, there's what else? What else can I do? You know? And we're in the same boat. I mean, we rode for Mitch. We've right. rode for Mitch hard. We we we've gotten fights with Packer fans, and um, you know, gotten blocked by uh, by we many rode people. For Mitch hard. Well, maybe yeah. last. Yeah, maybe the beginning of last season. Maybe. Well. Yeah, for most of last year we did. I mean, you know, and now at some point you got to stop. Let the, let the man talk. Go ahead, Juan. Well, the only thing Juan's I was going to say was, uh, you know, with with the way the way you guys troll, you know, especially the way you guys troll people like me. What? What? What's that? Uh, Who now with the Oh, window? come on. Don't, don't act oh. like you don't like it now. <laughs> that's, that's, the real, that's the real reason I wanted to come on here tonight. Oh. 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 oh! 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 You got something to get off your chest? Yeah. One time. What, what would you like? To, what would you like to tell us, one? For those who don't know, um, I am constantly, <laughs> um, you know, harassed by. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's true. Oh. We harass. We harass with love. Now you may not oh, know it's this. All a, it's all a good fun, man. You may not oh, know oh, this, oh, but. Oh, there's a couple of things that go on with the Brawl Network, and I feel like a lot of the, the new brawlers – now, you'll probably know this, but a lot of the new brawlers don't know about bullying for good. Now, Juan, I know you know about bullying for good. I now, we are we are strong proponents of bullying for good, <laughs> uh, and, and we also are looking to tie in with the new Justin Timberlake troll movie where they are doing a trolling for good campaign – um, and we were hoping to maybe combine those two things. So you can only expect the harassing to increase. Uh, <laughs> and we will be ha- we'll be hashtagging it, bullying for good. Uh, we'll be hashtagging it, uh, trolling for good. And we're hoping that that's just going to raise a lot of awareness. Um, and no, we're kidding. I mean, we appreciate you always being uh, well, it's a, generational a good- too. Like I can't yeah. like me and my boys like. We always bust each other's balls, and that's all it is. Like, it's almost like, Juan, you're our boy. 
We bust your balls. That's Come all it on is. in, brother. Well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm the real, though. Um, I Obviously, I definitely appreciate you guys. Um, you know, it's all it's all in good fun. You know, we're all mm-hmm. a, a community here, a Bears, Bears community, and that's, that's mm-hmm. what matls. Yeah, it's it's all good, guys. Um, I enjoy right the one. Enjoy the well, interaction. Give it, give us a little closing, a little closing words for Bears Twitter out there. Before that, I gotta know, man, because you watched okay. it, I didn't get a chance. Oh, quick, go ahead. Who, who, who won the one sporting event this weekend? Was it Bernie or Biden? Oh, <laughs> so and you know we'll be talking about this tomorrow on, on my show, but I think I think the winner here tonight was uh was Biden. Um, really? Yeah, I think. Wow. I won and out. You know, I'll dive more into this tomorrow, but basically the way I saw it was, um, you know, he was up there. He, he offered a steady hand and, you know, he, he was confident in what he was you know saying. And I think the message resonated with a lot of people who are worried about, you know, this coronavirus and what it's doing to, you know, this, our sporting events or, you know, just society in general right now. Mm-hmm. Right. I, uh, I think that he won. He won tonight. For those that don't know, um, our listeners may not be aware, uh, Juan does a podcast called Point of Discussion. You can find him on Twitter, at Discussion Brawl. Um, so check that out. Um, he's got uh, his his Twitter handle is BearsFanatico94. Is that 94 for um, for Leonard Floyd, or is that just is that the year you were born? What is 94? Yeah, I was born. 94. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. I was about to. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, All right. And we're with old. That, is it seriously the year? Like, I'm, I'm old enough to be your dad, dude. Oh, I will cry. I'm, I like. I was in. I, was, I would cry if I was even thought I about was being Brian. in high school. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah, 25 guys. I'm still. Uh, I'm still pretty young. Wow. Yep. The the intensity of the bullying and trolling is just about to ratchet up, buddy. <laughs> um. Hey man, I'm glad <laughs> no, you made it on. We appreciate you. Uh, everybody we appreciate check, you. Check out his podcast. He's talking about news. He's talking about politics. He's talking about sports. He gets guests on. He had a guest on the other day talking about finances. Um, you know, he's just part of the part of the Brawl Network. He's always on Twitter. He's always active on Twitter. Big White Sox fan. The White Sox are going to be about the most exciting team in baseball next year. If that season ever gets started um, sorry i'm a red sox fan so i disagree but that's all right oh i'm sorry who who are you gonna have uh, chris sale doing pretty good by the way anyway um but <laughs> <laughs> no no shortage of uh, content from juan he does videos he will show you every beer that he drinks as he drinks them, uh, which is a fun thing as well. So um, any, any closing words you'd like to send out to, to Bears Twitter, to Bears Nation, before we uh, let you go back to bed, off to dreamland? <laughs> off to dreamland, yeah. No, but all, all, all I'll say is this. Um, you know, our, our season's coming up. Um, I know it's, been, you know it's been disappointing the past few years. Well, not even the past few years, but for a long time. But we'll get there. We'll get there one day. We'll get that. We'll get the Lombardi Trophy. We'll get to the Super Bowl. It'll be here sooner than later. So that's all I got to say. All right, you heard it here. Juan is predicting a Super Bowl in 2021. I love the moxie. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, man, thanks for joining us. Told us that Eric Carr is going to be raising the Lombardi Trophy for the Bears. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, buddy. Thanks, Juan.
Awesome. Thanks, we'll guys. Thanks. All right, man. Take care. Yep, that thanks. guy's all right. I like him. Yeah, oh, one's yeah. good. Oh, that's nobody wants to see that. Oh, yeah, they're all up in your grill checking it out, looking at that fucking weird spot on your face. <laughs> what weird spot? It's all for the chicks right now, ladies. There you go. Mm. That raw spot, it looks like uh busy mm. over there. Raw spot? <laughs> right there in your goatee. Fight you in the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Free agencies here, and here we are. We're just a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, I think the reality is, is though, there's just not much we can do. I mean, that's what I get to. We just gotta, we just gotta weasel. Wait. I mean, I, the one thing I, I was. Yeah. The one thing I will say is that I feel like um, that I don't want the Bears to just wait, you know. But I think gotta be attack. To... You gotta attack it. Yeah. Like what Mike say, he said he thinks the deal's pretty much already done. I've been waiting for a franchise quarterback my whole fucking life, man. I'm just I'm just ready to get a guy in here that can do it. And like it, I just really want Car to happen. I don't know if it will, but I'm just ready, bro. Like we've been we've been so patient and we we suffered through the cut of years. And let's not even bring up the history before that. But you got Mitch at the second overall pick. Dude didn't pan out. We were I you know when he. I wanted Watson when they drafted him. It was just like gut punch, but I was like, all right, we'll get behind this kid. This is somebody Pace has conviction in, but man, like it's just the eye test is simple. You can, you can try to be an expert and try to break down the film to defend him or, or not like him, but it's just not there. Like, I hope it is. If this is the dude we're rolling with, of course, I'm a bears fan. I believe blue and orange are like, we all do. Right. We all want to see improvement, but man, like, uh, if Derek Carr happens, bro, we should probably do a live reaction show because I'm going to be so hyped. Like, I just think this is a guy that could come in here and, and grasp Nagy's system pretty easily. I think Nagy's defensive Mitch of the four years or whatever picking the system up is bullshit. This is, it's RPO, bro. It's it's as quarterback-friendly as you could be. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's not rocket science. And I think a guy like Carr could come in here and just it just kill it. Yeah, I just like I said, I just don't see. I just don't see us doing a whole lot. Yeah, I'm trying to talk myself off of being too excited. Um, it's uh, it, it's just you know like we're strapped for cash and we're yeah. under. We've got linemen under contract and and I just don't. I don't see it happening. All right. Welcome to the show. Uh, David, say yeah. your last name for me. Shweke. Shweke. All <laughs> yeah. right. So he runs uh, the Twitter handle at Bears Mexi, Bears and Espanol. Um, we did ask for uh, people to come on the show today, uh, and we just had uh, Bears Fanatico 94, Juan Gutierrez, on the show. Um, so there's a little bit of a Latin flavor to the show tonight uh, that we weren't expecting, so that's always great. Um, my name is Aaron. Uh, we've got Brian, and we've got Jer on the show, and we just uh, wanted to bring some people on and kind of talk Bears on the eve of uh, free agency. How you doing tonight, sir? Doing pretty great. Doing pretty great. 
great great to guys uh, finally get to see you guys and, and talk to you guys. It's 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 I've been following you guys for a while. It's, it's great. Cool. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate uh, anybody that follows us. That's awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you became a Bears fan, and uh, you know a little bit about what you do uh, for your Bears fandom and Bears Twitter and whatnot. Oh, awesome. Yeah, definitely. So I became a Bear fan. Uh, I actually grew up in Mexico City. Uh, became a Bear fan and uh, right before the 85 season. I mean, that, that team was larger than life. And I think um, anybody who most of, the, most of the people that grew up in Mexico City around that time are Bear fans because of that team. I mean, it's kind of hard. They, they had such a huge personality and, and everybody just gravitated towards them. Mm-hmm. And now um, I moderate the first and only Bears uh, podcast in Spanish called Fanaticosos. Wow. And we've been going pretty strong. We got over 100 episodes, and uh, we just tape, 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 tape. And um, we got a lot of good, cool fans in Spain and South America and Mexico, U.S. All over the all over the world. We're we're pretty lucky and and to to do what we really love doing, right? Talking about the Bears. Absolutely. So how how are you guys feeling about Mitch? What's your take? <laughs> well, this is this is the. Yeah, you got to jump question, right, right? Just jump right the throat. The Band-Aid uh, ah, I yeah. kind of want to get their perspective on things. So, you, 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 listen, I think I think it's, language is is not is not it, it doesn't change just because we speak Spanish. I mean, I think oh no, absolutely two different, two different people. Some people that still hold out hope that that he could turn it around. Uh, a lot of people have started to to think that. Um, that's over. That that he's reached the ceiling and it's time to move on. Um, it's it's a tough decision. Me personally, I think that um, there's nobody really that excites me in free agency. So I think you might as well just give him this year and see what you can do. You don't have a first rounder anyway to replace him. Uh, if you're asking me who who I would pick of all the guys that could be here, I'd love Carr, but but. Hey! Seems like a thing, man. That's where we're at. Loves car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know whether you can get him for for a second for a second in a song, right? But right, it's it's tough. I mean, Mitch, you should. Mitch deserves more, one more chance in the sense that he's definitely more. I don't think he's he's as bad as he was last year, but I also don't know what his ceiling is anymore i i i think we have to be realistic i think you know being a chicago fan and seeing all the quarterbacks over the years you know jay cutler was holds jay cutler can't hold the records with kramer and, and sid luckman right we need to get something somebody in here that can actually you know you know do the forward pass yeah, <laughs> yeah. And are you in Mexico City? Or? I'm not. I'm currently in L.A. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. How long have you hey, been in L.A.? LA I've been here about four years. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, used to live, I lived in L.A. for about six years. Oh, it's awesome around here. I live in Hermosa Beach, so can't Oh, complain. man. Well, we will be coming over shortly. We're actually driving <laughs> right now. Uh, Jer's in Indiana. Diddy's in Connecticut. I'm in Skokie, so we're we're on our way. We're getting them. Let's do it. The weather's great, guys. There's, bear ba- <laughs> there's a bear uh, bar about... Uh, 10 minutes down that way, so we're oh, ready to go. Awesome. <laughs> oh, nice, man. That, that is what's cool about L.A. is that there is a bar for every team, I mean, yeah. or multiple bars, um, or there's a lot of bars that um, have different rooms, and so you go and there's a Bears room or there's, a, you know, a, you know, the dreaded Packer room or whatever. So that's, that's one of the cool things about L.A. is that because they're really, I mean, now there are, I guess, technically two teams there, but nobody really gives a crap about those teams because everybody's from someplace else. So yeah. 
you know, it's uh, you can definitely find your community and, um, you know, you can you can bond with people over that, you know, um, and as long as they don't live uh, more than five miles away from you, you can actually be friends with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. So I live in a place called considered the South Bay or South part of L.A. And uh, there's that's only bear bar around here and it's walking distance from my house. So it's, it's pretty awesome. great. Can't complain. And it gets full about 100, 150 people every every game. So location, wow, location, cool. location. Yep. Yeah, I think I think most Bears fans would happily live by the beach and uh, have a bar like that they could call yeah. home. What's the yeah. name of the bar? Uh, Silvio's. Okay, cool, cool. Silvio's. And uh, is the, are the owners from Chicago or something, or how did it get to be a Bears? Bar? It's, it's funny. It's 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 a Brazilian restaurant, and okay. uh, but the, but but it's a straight Chicago bar. So um, awesome. uh, it's the Cubs, Blackhawks. Straight, straight Chicago. I mean, that's smart. You know, you, you, you can't pick a more rabid fan base to make yourself a bar, you know, sort of devoted to. So they yeah. did a good they, they picked a, a good uh, thing to do there. So what else have you guys been talking about on your show um, other than Mitch? Anything, um, you know, the Bears uh, offseason? Oh, we're in full swing. So full, mm-hmm. offseason's great. Um, you, as you guys know, tomorrow's a big day. Uh, legal tampering, uh, franchise tags. Big thing we talked about tonight, even when we were taping, is uh, will Floyd be around? It's 13, 13 million under the cap. It's a big question. Uh, we'll know. Um, and then, you know, what? Are, then, then there's the whole question of who do you let go and who do you bring back? Today we had a great debate, and I want to and I want to ask you uh, about Trevathan versus mm. Kwiatkowski. Yeah. Yeah, we opened the show talking about that a little bit, and you know, we we've been talking about it. Um, you know, I think as most Bears fans have, is you know, because we know that with the way that Quit uh, emerged, and um, you know, that that uh, he wasn't coming back, uh, most likely, uh, and at least both of them were definitely not coming back. So, you know, my feeling on it is that I feel like because Danny's such a leader and he's a guy that they really like, uh, it was unlikely that they were going to let him go just because after they dropped to Mukamara, who was also a team leader, um, you know, even though Kwiatkowski certainly showed uh, a lot. And um, but I think he probably priced himself out of what they were willing to pay. And I don't personally think that a team that ends up paying Kwiatkowski $10 million a year is is maybe going to end up being particularly happy with that. I mean, they might be. If they have nobody and he comes in and, and is a solid somebody, then then they might, you know, not worry about it, a team that's not so cap-strapped. But, um, I mean, I think that's that was kind of our general consensus was that, we think Danny's played really well. We know Danny's a leader. Danny's the Mike in the in the op, you know, in the defense. Um, and even though he's got his his fair share of injury history, I think you know when he's been in there, he's a difference maker. And exactly. I think Kwiatkowski ultimately is a guy that showed flashes. And I didn't dislike him as much as a lot of Bears fans do and did. Uh, I think it's pretty funny how much Bears fans fell in love with him over this short stretch. Um, because there was a ton of Kwiatkowski haters for years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean you truck That was me. Uh, that was, <laughs> yeah. Also, you got to look at what our defense was at its peak the season before with Danny in being the mic. And and I think there's something to that. And the coaching staff has a feel for who's the better mic. You know what I mean? End of, end of the day, <laughs> I think yeah. Danny's the, the better choice. That's Smith. You got you know I mean Roquan. 
listen, we got we got good middle linebackers. You have to let one of them go. You're going to let the more expensive one go. Uh, windows now, so age is not a factor. Got to go. I mean, it, you can't always be building to the future. Teams that always worry about the future never win anything. You got to go right. for it. And the window, right. especially defensive windows, they don't last forever. So you have to go for it. Um, and then other things that we've been talking about is uh, strong uh, strong safety or whatever you want to call it in the system. Um, yep. Should we bring back? Um, should we bring back? Uh, ha ha. General consensus consensus was we need a, a, a true strong safety. Same. Uh, not not ha ha. We don't need two free safeties because you need to get uh, you need to get um, Eddie Jackson in space. And you need to get somebody else closer to the line of scrimmage. You can't. We have, talked about the same thing earlier. We totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the same thing. And I, my concern yeah. is just that I think Haha's coming back. I mean, you know, he had this little thing on Twitter that's led a lot of people to believe that he's he's gonna his re-signing is gonna gonna happen. And what I said it was just that I feel like the Bears are gonna say we're gonna take the known commodity that we're already very comfortable with over a unknown commodity that might might be a better scheme fit, you know, and I think that's I think that's ultimately what they're going to do. I don't think it's necessarily the right call, but I think that's probably what's going to happen. There's so many safeties always, especially strong safeties available in free agency, especially towards the end. I think if you hold out, you can get a great deal. You can get a pro bowler um, at, at strong safety if you wait long enough, um, you know. I don't know Eric Berry. Eric Berry's a little old, but you, you know what I mean. There's always somebody at the end of at the end of free agency that's right. that's sitting there for the plucking. Yeah, um, I mean, but I think there's other holes that you need to address before you need a pass rusher. Um, we talked about all the different pass rushers that could come. Um, ways to fix a pass rush. There's a, you know there's a lot. So basically, everybody's really excited because nobody's leaving their house. So now we're all talking about you know football right. again, and finally, uh, and finally. You know, we get to get going. 11 years of, uh, of labor peace is great. Um, I think nobody really had the stomach for uh, a prolonged fight, and I think everybody's just really excited that we can get going tomorrow. Yeah, thank goodness. I mean, obviously, with all this corona uh, drama crisis going on in the NFL, as it always is a, a, a solace, a, a escape for everybody, this is going to be just even more, you know, that. I mean, it's just so nice to, to not have the only thing you're sort of looking at on Twitter be more stuff about, you know, what's going on with, right. uh, with and, and Corona and whatnot. As Bears yeah. fans, we, we need this right now. You know what I mean? There's not, not a lot of sports going on and this is big to us. Cause this is this off season more than any I can remember is so pivotal. Yeah. We really need to. Well, the window's open for us. The window's open for us. If we can, yeah. It, I, you know, we're not as bad as we were last year, and last year we were eight and eight. Yeah, and right. I think that it, you know we're 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 not a lot of you know we're, we're the biggest mistake I think we made from two years ago to last year was we we thought that just staying the same we were gonna we were so close that we we're gonna get there, and I think the NFL changes year by year. If you're not if you're not getting better, you're getting worse, and I think that is something that we need to do. We need to get better this yeah. year. But it doesn't mean we got to – we're not a teardown. I mean, we've got the pieces there, but we need to complement them real smart way. And, uh, you know, we have to really attract people. Plus, you know, there's a lot of free agents, in my opinion, that are going to want to come to Chicago because we have that type of defense that that attracts stars um, that are looking for that one chance to be part of something special. 
When you bring that up, and I think it's an interesting question, you know, I think a lot of Bears fans feel that Nagy and Pace are really on the hot seat. Do you, do the listeners to your podcast and the hosts of your podcast feel the same? Um, that, so that is, that's also, I think I think a lot of people think Pace is, Pace is on the hot seat. I think less so Nagy. I think Nagy, um, uh, I don't think that, well, let's put it this way. Nagy, uh, uh, Pace will not hire another coach so Nagy, Nagy's his guy, um, but but Nagy may, you know, knowing Bears ownership, Nagy may outlive Pace. You know, Bears ownership is this whole different that way. They don't, you know, throw everybody out at the same time normally. Right. I mean, if it's not right, trust me. <laughs> right. And yeah, that was that was definitely baby with the bathwater worthy. Well, they needed to, they needed to, uh, yeah, that, that one. Yeah. I mean, what, think about yeah. this. We had Arians, Bruce Arians, knocking on our door. Yeah. Begging us to come here, and we yeah. went with Tressman. Yeah, the famed the famed mock press conference. Yeah. So <laughs> again, um, people, I think, but again, there are there are people that are more traditionalist. Like it's funny, especially in Mexico, people don't realize that there's been uh, a lot of guys that are on our podcast played football. There's even a uh, um, a guy who's a, a general manager of a professional football team in Mexico on our, on oh, our, wow. on our podcast. Oh, no uh, Mexico has been playing college football for over 100 years. Um, so it's a, it's a big sport down there, uh, yeah. a lot a lot bigger than, than people than people realize. Uh, and I think that one of the one of the issues is that that people always bring up is um, people don't love the fact that Nagy doesn't run the ball. They're they're more of a traditional fan base, so it's more like an old. Right. So you have that divide between you know people that are like, well, we need the forward pass, and other people are like, yeah, 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 but you know. We've always been, you know, defense and uh, three yards in a, in a cloud of dust, right? And we, we need to get back to running the ball. And you have that divide down the middle. I, I'm more of a person that says, I don't care how you win as long as you win. Exactly. Uh, I, right. But other people say you got to control the clock. I don't know. I, I'm more of the new school, you know, football's about passing nowadays. You, you pass you, to set up the run, not the other way around. Everybody's do, you believe, got their own. Uh, do you believe that Nagy is going to change the offense around his players, as he's kind of alluded to, you know, with this new staff and, and everything? Is, you know, is he really going to tailor the offense to his players and not try to teach the players his offense? I think he's – his look, Nagy's offense is about spacing, so that's never going to change. I mean, you can't – you're also – you didn't bring him here because to implement an offense that's not his. Uh, at the same time – there has to be some adjustment to the players. So I know that's a cop-out, but what I would say is that, yes, he is going to change from last year, but he's not going to change. He's not going to become a guy who's going to run the ball uh, 60 times, you know, like, or 60% of the time, or even 55% of the time. Right. That's not him. That's not him. And and nor do you need it to. Now, what I do believe is that there's going to be a little less RPO. There's going to be um, – that's why you brought in Juan Castillo. Juan Castillo is going to uh, – is a little more of a uh, – Play action. I think you're going to bring up play action pass rollouts, things that Mitch is a little better with, but but you're not going to change completely. I mean, the the, the spacing aspect of, of the passing game is still going to be. Huge. So, if you had to predict it, do you think Mitch is the guy for next year, and this is his last shot, and that's that's how we roll? I would say that we're going to bring in at least a veteran. I would say I I don't love Dalton, but it's either going to be Dalton or Mariota. Um, I would love it for to be Carr. I just don't see it happening. Right. Uh, and I do think that Mitch has it'll, – it'll be Mitch's job to lose. Mm. That's what I think is going to happen. 
I don't yeah. think that you, it's smart unless somebody, something ridiculous happens and somebody like Jordan Love or something ridiculous uh, falls out of the first round, which won't happen. You know, that doesn't happen in the draft. That's the other way around. <clears throat> Quarterbacks go early and they don't go late. Um, I, I don't think this is our draft. This is our quarterback. This is not our draft for a quarterback, at least not a starting quarterback. And that's next year if if and when uh, Mitch fails. So in 17, who did you think we were going to end up drafting? I thought we were going to end up drafting Watson. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I, I'm not, I wasn't a huge Watson I mean, guy we, either. Yeah, I didn't like we Listen, insane. I have to be honest, too. I thought he, I didn't, I wasn't in love with his arm. Um, and I, and I thought we could trade down and get some, some other things. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love Mitch because I think the biggest problem with quarterbacks in general, uh, especially college quarterbacks, a big indication of, of, of success is how it's, if they play games in college and the fact that he didn't play games scared, scared me real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was panicked and I was, I was right. You, you have to play. And it's a, the yep. formative years. If you're not playing your formative years, it, it, there's something about that. You don't see enough football. And then the pros, they don't have time to teach you all that. Completely agree, man. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we were at. It's just like we can't. We, we thought they traded up and they were going to get Watson, and then we were just like, who? <laughs> like, well, what? I mean, listen, it, I, I went back and I looked at all my, my uh, draft magazines and all that stuff. In fact, <laughs> I want to show you one here because I, I still have it. Um, I have my draft draft from that year, which is funny. Um, who's the number one quarterback? And this is before um, combine, before everything. Kaiser, according <laughs> according to Lindy's, it was Kaiser. Yeah, nobody. So, I mean, and, and I'm a Notre Dame fan, and I wasn't feeling that. I, there was a lot of things that changed, but but yeah. listen, anybody who says they were on Mahomes, no. Oh no, Mahomes. Really I saw cut, I saw another Cutler, to be honest, yeah. back then. You know, I, I like the guy, but I I thought he was he was a major project. Yes. And, and Andy Reid did a great job of him, but he was a major project. He was a, and it took him a year sitting down, which is not not very few quarterbacks have that luxury nowadays, especially yeah. first rounders. Well, at the end of the day, we um, oh, you know, time out. <laughs> we, we 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 drink every time I say it at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> what we got is another off season of opportunity, you know, and and we are looking for. This team fill up again, damn. To, to make the moves that are gonna get us over, you know, get us into the playoffs. I mean, this is a, a team that for the last uh, 20 years has has really just not been anything of note, um, and it's just unfortunate. Um, but we do really appreciate you coming on. Um, you can check out David's uh, Twitter. It is at BearsMexi, M-E-X-I. Uh, he also has a website called Fanaticosos.com. So it's a, a combination of Fanatico and Oso, which is, of course, you know, bear in Spanish. So that's a cool play on words there. Um, and uh, if you, you know, Obviously, it's a span. It's all 100% done in Spanish, right? Yeah, Your podcast, 100% so, in Spanish. You guys um, want to learn Spanish? There's yeah. a lot worse ways than talking bears, right? Exactly. Um, if if you know any uh, Spanish-speaking Bears fans out there um, that are looking for a podcast, you know, bilingual Bears fans, um, you know, check it out. Uh, and we really appreciate uh, you jumping on with us. Anything else you want to mention, or anything you wanted to uh, give a shout out to? I really appreciate uh, you guys had me on. I'd like to say hi to all the fanaticosos out there. Um, and you know, guys, we're we're close. 
uh, you, we're gonna we're we're close, and I think that uh, gotta have a little bit of patience because I know it's been rough uh, since the double doink, but I think we're getting there. We're getting there. I, I have I a question for you before you go. Sure. Had sure. had the records been reversed, the eight and eight season was the year prior, and the twelve and four season was this past year. How do you think our perception would be of our team? I think. It would be a mistake, and I'll tell you, we, I think we would be thinking we were on the doorstep of the Super Bowl because that's how we felt last year. But yeah. I think it's a mistake. That I think that was our mistake last year. We weren't just a kicker away. Yeah. Yep. And I think that everybody fell for it from pace on down. And I think this year we know better. And also, yeah, we learned a hard lesson. Yeah, but, it's, but listen, we're there, and so I think you know, good teams, great teams, learn those lessons, and I think we're we're much we're a much better team than we were last year. Now we just have to get our defense back to where it was, and then get our offense up, up and running. Well, that's what I said. I, I think you you guys, I'm sure you mentioned it on your show as well, is that. The fact that this team did stay together and ended up being eight and eight, I think, speaks to the coaching yeah. and to the character of the guys, and it does lead, and it should lead Bears fans to have hope in the core of this team because you're, you, you know, you still have qual- a number of quality top of their position players. You know, Akeem Hicks is still a top defensive lineman. Khalil Mack is still one of the best players in football. Eddie Jackson is one of the best safeties in football. You know, Roquan Smith's one of the best linebackers in football. You know, A-Rob is one of the best wide receivers. It goes on and on and on. So so you have to feel like, okay, the Bears have, have near, you know, top five to top ten, you know, sometimes even top three at their Ro- position. Roquan's there, huh? I think Roquan can be a is it I think Roquan right now can Potential, be a top definitely. ten top ten linebacker in this league. I would put him there. You give him sixteen games, no hiccups, no you know missing games, anything like that. I think top ten know, definitely. Yeah. Top ten, I, but I'm saying you know you look at Eddie Jackson's top five safety, Khalil Mack is top two defensive player in the league probably. Akeem Hicks has got to be top five defensive lineman. You know it goes on and on and on. So we've got all these guys, right? I mean. And so as long as we have all of those guys, you have to feel hope. Now, you know, we need some more of those guys on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, that's True. the problem. Um, and so that's that's what we've got. To, I, I hope that, you know, we've got this huge investment in the, um, you know, in the rest of the defense and in the rest of the team. And we've got a huge amount of money in the linebacking core right now. Um We've got to we've got to shore up the offense right now. So uh, again, thanks to David um, uh, for joining us. That was great. Um, definitely check out uh, the podcast if you know anybody uh, that's bilingual um, wants to check out a Spanish podcast. It's probably one of the only ones out there. Um, you know, I mean, there may be others. There's tons of podcasts out there, but it's the only ones that I've seen that's real active on uh, Bear's Twitter. And it's cool that he's uh, he's a fan of the show. So that was fun. Yeah, man, I that was like really that. cool. I like that we're bringing people on it just to give them their, give them a minute and let them say what they want to say. I think it's cool. Well, and it's oh cool yeah. Too. Sometimes it's what it should like, be. Right. And, and sometimes you feel like you're talking into a vacuum. Nobody's listening <laughs> except for each other. And and yeah, then. And I just want to get their perspective. I thought he had right. said he was from Mexico City just to see how they they are they more mm-hmm. patient with their athletes than we are. Do you know what I mean? Like down, uh, just the perspective of it all. 
Right. It, it was just cool to hear, man. Like the everybody's pretty much on the same page here, and it, it was cool that we're just having people on and being able to to kind of share their story and see where they're at. Right. Well, and I mean, Mexico, second to none in the world in terms of being sports fans. I mean, you know, that they, they are rabid sports fans, and it's interesting to find out that they have such a history of football, um, in terms of uh, you know, playing. Oh, yeah. Heidi down there too, big Bears fan. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing about the Bears that I think is different than some other teams. You know what I mean? They have not only do they have a worldwide fan base, but it's one that has people that have been fans of it since 85, basically. And some even longer. But really, you know, 85 was just such a as we've heard. I mean, how many people when we ask that question to is that the answer? I mean, it's almost every generation. Yeah. Yeah, for our generation, absolutely. I mean, for almost any generation, unfortunately, it's the only – it's obviously really our only Super Bowl win that matters. Um, you know, And, and so. you know, pe- people that hate on duh and living in the past, duh bears, baby. Like, it's always the bears. You know what I mean? It's like always, the, the, yeah. the team owns that slogan, duh bears. Exactly. And that's why we're the tailgate show because absolutely. that's what we're about. You know what I mean? We're about, you know, uh, recognizing that. And, Just and that's real what's fans. cool. That's it. That's that's what's cool about this team, even though it mostly is kind of not fun to watch sometimes because, <laughs> because it can be a challenge. Yeah, but but that's. I mean, know, I got you, my Walter jersey on right now, man. Like that's it. That's that's the guy that sold me on this this whole franchise. So that's, that's it. That's, uh, that's, that's it. So it was cool. Uh, we had a couple of great guests, Juan and uh, David. Um, Latin flavor in full effect tonight on the Tailgate Show. Uh, anything else we want to uh, hit on before we wrap it up? Uh, man, I, the end of the I day. I was going to drink this much. <laughs> the end of the day is monkey shoulder. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Shout out I, to Raul, man, because this is bomb. I'm gonna. I'm just saying. Tell more do than the second highest selling Irish whiskey to Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> it's smoother though. No, it's better. I mean, I'm just saying it's 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 very popular. Yeah, I'm just. Okay. I got the monkey shoulder is pretty good. Check I'm a out. bourbon guy normally, but if you kind of here's what I will direction. say about the monkey shoulder is that if you are not like a like a Scotch guy, you know what I mean? You don't like that smoke, that peat, that funk that Scotch has. This is a good transition. You you transition from bourbon to this. Oh, you'll become a Scotch guy, my friend. I'll Ooh. tell you though, the Evan Williams single barrel. It's like a two, two, right now they they have their 2012. They tell you the barrel. They tell you the date. Like and it's smooth, man. And I'm talking like 30 bucks. It's not like a high end whiskey, but man, for the price, you need it's a to banger. get down. I need to get you boys down here so you can get your you can just adopt a barrel. You know you can do that, right? Dude, we need to do that. We need to get an a detail, oh, yeah. we need to get okay. a tailgate barrel. There you go. And, and I stocked can... I stocked up here and come to find out the package store is gonna be closing, so I'm I'm glad I stocked sure. up, man. You could have, we could have our own label on there and everything. If we want it. There wanted. you go. Uh, you want but it. that's the thing, you say that about um not to digress too far, but if you you say that about the price of bourbon, the thing about alcohol and bourbon in general, there's a standard that bourbon is made to. You know yeah. I mean? So it's got to be made in Kentucky, actually. Yeah. So, and and there's certain, you know, 
there's certain mash bills that get involved. It has to be 51% corn, and and you know it's there's there's a standard. It's 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 a certain thing. So if you're making real bourbon, it even the quote unquote cheaper stuff is still gonna be pretty good. And ultimately, the price is really determined by how much marketing and right. other stuff gets put into it. So there's a lot of sneaky good bourbons. I mean, Jerry, the other day you tried Bullet, which is yeah. it's all right. It's fine, but but people would think, oh, this is like an amazing bourbon, and it's just because they know it. It's in a lot of so they paid a lot of money to be in on bars and you know on back bars and and get this right. support. But really, it's not any better than than anything else. I mean, certainly, I would. I mean, personally, I would take a Buffalo Trace. Yes, or, sir. You know, over over Bullet. I've been to Buffalo Trace and I've been to uh, Jim Beam's plants and stuff and there i the thing i loved most about just going through all that all right that right there go ahead yes. it's just bomb what i loved about it is uh it's just a smaller it's it's a smaller more uh rustic feel to mm-hmm. just how they do it mm-hmm. you know maker's mark you've got different barrels that they use the for the processes and stuff like that. Maker's it's really, it's, it's a it's cool decent. man. It's a Evan really, Evan Williams, really cool. I'm very impressed with Jerry. Like, Oh, Evan Williams. I mean, every, every bourbon is made to be a, is made to be a different character from the, from yes. the mash bill to the, to the aging, to the barrel selection, whether they're using a barrel that was, um, you know, that might've been port, a port barrel. They're finishing in a port barrel or a sherry barrel, um, or that kind of thing. Or even no. the, the, no, the, they use they are single use barrel. They sell but there, their there are a lot of bourbon like Angel's Envy is a bourbon that's supposed that that's definitely uh, that's finished in a in in a port barrel. Um, but but I, I know that like right. Beam it's single use no, only. Yeah, no, it is, and, and I think it's a standard. That you right, can only, but I'm saying like you use a white oak. Right. You know, you different choose, types of barrels. Yeah, you choose how it's charred. You know, the right. the coopering, the coopering that goes into it. You know, is is very selected. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, it's 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 a huge art form to it. Where it's right. placed, where it's placed in the warehouses. You know, um, you know, all that stuff. And then and then you know what some of these other bourbons and others products have done is they they finish. Eight years know, though. In a, in a years different though. type that's of. A speci- that's a special. They'll do. They'll do things like that, like they'll right. age it longer, shorter. But where is but it like has a to be make, one standard. Right. Maker's Mark is designed to be a very smooth, approachable, mixable right. bourbon that isn't – it doesn't have a lot of character. It's not bad. It's, it's good. It's good for a go-to once – like if you right. can't get anything but else. You, but Like that's why like a Maker's 43 or some of their other stuff is going to be a little more – um, what we like in it, you know, had a little more spice, a little more uh, character, a little more smoke, a little more some of these other things. I'm gonna challenge find. you boys to find a bottle of Blanton's. Oh, if you want. Oh smoke. yeah, I've had if... I've had Blanton's. I've never bought one, but at restaurants that I've run have have carry Blanton's. A big Dude, fan. The smokiest I've had is Johnny Walker Double Black. That is smoky. That's like campfire smoky. Right. But that's, no, Blanton's anyway, that's... is made at Buffalo Trace. But it's funny how it goes. I mean, you talk, I don't know how long ago, maybe 15 years ago, nobody cared about Pappy Van Winkle. And then it became hot, and now it's, you know, super highly allocated, super expensive, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, 
you know, that's just how it goes with some of these things. I mean, it's, you know, obviously people will swear that it's the greatest thing ever, but there are definitely bourbons that are half the price that are every bit as good, you know. Um, I mean, certainly when you get into, when you get into a higher, you know, you get into a Blanton's, you get into a Booker's, a Baker's, um, you know, that level. Candlestick makers, yep. Uh, Basil Hayden's, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. You know, barrel, like, you know, true, like, barrel-proof, 100-proof, you know, stuff that's, you know, put a little hair in your chest type of thing. That's that's where you get into kind of some different different stuff. But uh, there's just so much out there. I mean, that's what's cool about right now is you can go into a Binnie's or a similar type of store and you can, I mean, everything they have is pretty damn good. You know, except for like the stuff on the bottom shelf that's got the handle. <laughs> you know, and even that's not real bourbon. It's just it'll say like American whiskey, like bourbon style. It's not right. really. So anyway, that was the way I digress into a whiskey talk, but that's what we do on the tailgate show. Talk shit. We talk it out, brother. Um, so again, thanks to our guests uh, Juan and David. Um, check out Point of Discussion. It's a uh, Brawl discussion, and then check out uh, fanaticosos.com for uh, his podcast, uh, Spanish podcast about the Bears. And uh, check out uh, what's happening on the Brawl Network. We continue to grow. We continue to get more podcasts. Uh, there's going to be big announcements about new podcasts coming on. Um, if you haven't, check out uh, Bridge's uh, Breakdowns, which are happening. Been He's been doing some great uh, work kind of talking about the free agents. Uh, out there and NFL brawl continues to have uh, big guests um, and you know we'll be covering all of it check out the website for articles about what's going on uh, all the news will be on uh, our Twitter handles and we'll be uh, talking about it chopping it up and you know if big moves happen during the week we might just jump on you know what I mean yeah. we might have to might have to go live check out that good Facebook group yep the tailgate show we have a Facebook group um we have an instagram page uh which i try to update i probably need to be a little better about updating that um I mean, yeah, and if you guys want to get involved i don't care man you're a bears fan come on talk mm-hmm. talk you know talk your speak, truth exactly yeah. speak we're your fans. speech we're fans we're not experts we will never claim to be experts on this show we we just like who we like we talk about who we talk about we're gonna be wrong i'm I'm wrong about I'm crap wrong. every episode, and I will own that. And we don't always remember the names of guys and whatever, but we're not we're not experts. So we just want to talk bears and be passionate. Exactly. Time and yeah, I mean, hopefully, we, you know, I, I I know we'll do this again. I want to bring more people on. I think it's fun, you know, get the. Yeah, it was a great time, man. It's just good good to hear other people's perspective. Like mm-hmm. we're we're just fans. Like, right. If we're wrong, we're wrong. You know what I mean? It's, I'm okay to be wrong if it pans out, because ultimately I love this team. Yeah. So we want to see it succeed. Listen, it just... I mean, if uh, I don't care if uh, if Brett Favre comes out of retirement, if he can, is the quarterback for the Bears, if he can win, I'm rooting for him. You know, <laughs> like I mean, it's it 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 doesn't matter if Mitch becomes the quarterback. We hope to you is awesome. I'm not gonna be mad about that one bit. Um, and then you know, side note, uh, you know, everybody. We know we're dealing with a lot of stuff right now. Uh, it's crazy yeah. out there. Um, 
please stay together. Keep your wits about you. Uh, don't hoard. You know what I mean? I know everybody's saying this, but we still see people out there doing it every day. You know, think about those old people that are on your block um, that you don't know. You know, there's that. Yeah, everybody's got that one old lady that lives in the house, and you don't know if anybody ever visits her. And you often think to yourself, does anybody visit her? It, just go down there and knock on the door. You know what I mean? Check her. Yeah, see, 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 see if they need she's all right. See if they yeah. need some toilet paper, you know, um, that you don't need 60 rolls of. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, and obviously we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, things are getting wild. They just closed all the bars and restaurants in New York and Chicago. Um, they're talking about doing it in California. You know, it's a slippery slope. We might be on a full lockdown very soon. Um, but we will get through this. Um, you know, this country has beaten many a, a, a disease. I mean, we we are the reason there's vaccines for a ton of things in this world. You know, polio, um, lots of smallpox, lots of things. We, you know, and, and when Americans' backs are against the wall, we, we do our best work. Um, so I'm not worried that we're, we won't come out of this, but we got to be smart and we got to listen to the leaders you know listen to your you know you don't like the president fine listen to your governor okay listen to your mayor listen to your police officers listen to your firemen and they are telling you huge common sense man stay the hell home like quit going out like an idiot and and acting like you're invincible because you're not and you know what you might be but your neighbor and your you know your kids and you know everybody else is not so we need to be smart and well, like you said, like it, okay, it affects people with some respiratory issues, or it affects people that are sixty and over. But like, you can still carry it. So just, right, just Netflix and chill, man. Like, yep. let's just chill and enjoy our families. And right. like, I've been chilling. Like, my kids have been out out with my son playing ball in the, in the driveway. Like, right, just just chill, man. And let's let's just let this thing die down. Let's beat this thing because ultimately that that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to curve that that. Like what happened in Italy, like we don't want this. You don't want this thing to spread, man. So just, just right. Chill. And, and it, you know, it's all it's all nice videos of people playing violins and singing opera in Italy. But let me tell you, shit's not sweet there. You know what I mean? Like those people are legit stuck in their houses and they're having to make ugly I've, decisions. I've about... talked to people in their sixties, man. Like yeah. I, I I told them like I've never seen this in my lifetime. They're like I've never seen this in my lifetime. This reaction, like things are closing down. Like this is serious. So right. take it serious. Stay stay safe out there. Yeah. Stay away from nursing homes. Absolutely. We're not letting you in anyway. That's right. So, uh, everybody, keep keep your heads up, and I think it's going to be an exciting uh, week ahead for the Bears fans. I do have a, a good amount of optimism uh, about this team. We and, need to, we need to do a free agent recap if we land like Carman, though. Oh, absolutely, we'll be jumping on. Don't don't you sweat it. <laughs> we'll be jumping on. Um, so check us out. Uh, please rate, review the pod. Please share it uh, if you like it. You know, let somebody know. And, I gotta say uh, something too, man. Yeah. We kind of ventured out, like we left the network, kind of did our own thing, joined the network. But regardless, man, like this is my squad right here, and I, I just love doing this. And yes, sir, you're my boys, bro. Like for real, boy blue, Hell yes, yeah. boy, uh-huh. squad life. That's it. Um, right. Cool. So just another episode of a deep tailgate show. The Bars. The drunk. 
<laughs> you got Thanks to go. Thanks for, for not 